welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Right, I'm supposed to be teaching about healing, but I'm not going to teach about healing just yet because I think we need to put a bit of foundation in. So um, this is also not what I'm going to teach about, but I just remembered this and if I don't remember to write it down, I'll forget it again. Fear. What's fear? False evidence appearing real. That's just so we can remember that. False evidence appearing real. So it's something that we think is going to happen or we think it's real, but it's uh, not true. Now, I'm not talking about if you're standing in front of a truck on the middle of the road and it's coming towards you. I'm talking about the anxiety fear that most of us struggle with. Uh, And I'm talking about the fear that prevents us from acting in faith. And what I want to talk about to start off with today is faith. Okay? Now, I'm, I'm quite strong still in my personal thinking that we are saved by grace through faith. And that's in Ephesians 2, and we'll look at it. So, uh, so our salvation is by grace, and you'll hear lots and lots about grace, but it is through faith. And, um, you know, somebody last term was saying, well, you know, if God wants to heal, then it's up to him if he wants to heal. So uh, it's nothing to do with me. I can't take the responsibility of healing somebody because that's all God's responsibility. And sometimes when we hear so much about the grace of God and the really important thing about the whole grace message is God has done it all. It is not about what we do. God has done it all. We can't add to it. We can't earn it. We can't buy it. We can't pay for it. We can't anything. So the grace of God has appeared to all men. So what what the grace of God is, is everything that God has done for us. So it's everything. I would now say through Jesus. Okay. So that is, what is the grace of God? What's he done for us? Do you want to hear? The whole list, yeah. I want to hear the whole list. (laughs) Or some of the list. Don't think we'd get through the whole list. When I say we're talking about the grace of God... What then the grace of God, I would say the grace of God is everything that God has done for us through Jesus. So that's stuff like, for example. Which kind of words do you want to hear? Give me one and I'll tell you if I want to hear it. What's love? Okay. Love, I'm not going to put love on, but it's all about love, yeah. What, what is the benefit to us of the grace of God? 
Titus 2 says, the grace of God has appeared to all men. So, I think it's Titus 2. I want to hear words like healing, yes. <laughs> There's no right answers, but y you see... <laughs> no, they're not wrong. <laughs> they're not wrong. Um, they're included. They're included. Uh, I've lost Titus. Where's Titus gone? Here he is. So it says, Titus 2.11 says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously and godly in this present age. So the grace of God brings salvation. Okay, so it's the grace of God. It's everything that we have received from God. Um, so what did you say? Things like healing. Yeah, encounter is great. I'm going to add that. Love, love is over it all. Okay, so... The, God so loved the world that he sent his son. So that is the whole whole deal of it. But um, <laughs> yeah. That's why I need to teach healing first. But you have to start somewhere, you see. There's no right answers. Okay. What did Jesus do at the cross? And rose again, yeah, we just sang it, yeah. What's the biggie? No, what's the big thing that happened because of Jesus' death? I know you know it. I know you know it. Yes. That's the word I want to hear. Righteousness. Yeah. Forgiveness. Yeah. It's all right. You can translate it from... German, um, forgiveness, um, provision, union, peace. It's all this kind of stuff, okay. Um, we'll, we'll go over it again, but yeah. Um, so, so the grace of God is all that he has done for us. It is, it is I mean, when you say speaking in tongues, actually that is part of the grace of God because the infilling of the Spirit is part of the grace uh, of of God, and so speaking in tongues is a important part of that. So yeah, all of those things. Okay, so the grace the 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 grace of God has given us all of these things. Okay, whose sins are forgiven? Who did Jesus go to the cross to forgive? Everybody. So the sin of the whole world is forgiven. And this is where I think we get a bit stuck with the grace message. Who benefits from forgiveness of sin? Everybody? You can argue, you can argue that, yes. How do you yeah. benefit from forgiveness of sin? How do you benefit from the grace of God? You get it 
Yeah, but the, you're right, you're right. But who benefits from that? <laughs> you're right, you're right. Exactly, exactly. And that is all that faith is. You see, the whole world's sin is forgiven, okay? The people walking down the street, their sin is forgiven. In God's eyes, they are forgiven, but they are not living in any benefit of their forgiveness in their, in their life because they don't know it. Or, if they do know it, they don't choose to, to take it. And, and so grace requires a taking. It requires a response. And faith, basically, is your response to what God has done for you. So I would say it is our response. Now, in the past, and so it's our response to grace. In the past, we've had all these faith movements and we've got really excited about faith and uh, there's, there's been this real emphasis on faith. And at the moment, we're in a real dip because everybody's scared of faith and nobody wants to talk about faith because if you talk about faith, people get all frightened and think, no, it's all by grace. And, and I, think we've, I think we've gone too far the other way at the moment because Ephesians 2 says, I'll read, let's read Ephesians. Um, so Ephesians 2 says it's talking about how we were before and how we were afterwards it says but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us so the whole point is love it's because of his great love um, which he loved us even when we were dead in sin he made us alive together with Christ and then it says by grace you have been saved and then it says and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so we are raised with him sitting together with him in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. I don't know what that means. In the ages to come means sometime in the future. Uh, whether that's the now future or whether it's still our future, I have no idea. He might show the exceeding riches of his grace. So there's, there's a massive richness of his grace. And that is about his kindness towards us. Okay. And then it says in verse 8, so Ephesians 2 verse 8, it says, For by grace you have been saved. Okay. So what that means is all that is our salvation, which is all of this, which you will hear. I think we might have talked to, but it's sozo. Sozo is salvation. Salvation is not just our sin is forgiven. It's our healing, our righteousness, our forgiveness, our everything. Our, um, it's everything that God has done for us. So it says, for by grace you have been saved. How did we get saved? By, by grace. It's because God decided in his kindness and his love for us that he would set us free from the bondage of sin and death, from our slavery to sin. 
And what did we do to deserve that? Nothing. What did we do to make God do that? Nothing. What did we do to get it? Nothing. But then it does say this. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. So it's through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So this, this is what I want to talk about. So there's something here. The Bible doesn't say, by grace, everybody in the world is saved, full stop. Okay, I know we'd love that to be the case, and I know people teach that that is the case, but I, I think there's many, much evidence in the scripture that what God has done is access through faith. If I give you a billion pounds, okay, a billion pounds, actually I probably could give you a billion pounds, I've probably got one in here, maybe not, I have a few visual aids sometimes but where are they, anyway, not there, here's the billion pounds, given right I've given it you it's entirely yours to have you didn't earn it you didn't go to work today you didn't um, you didn't you weren't good enough you you didn't do anything it was my decision to give you this billion pounds nice right yeah. I don't mind it <laughs> But what? You need to take it. That's exactly the point. And faith is the taking of what God has done for us. And it, it's really as simple as that. It, and I think what we've done is we've thrown away faith because we've been so concerned that faith is about everything that I do to impress God. It's everything that I do to make God do something. And that's a, been a misunderstanding of faith. So we've had all this faith stuff that we've done. I'm not sure if you've ever done stuff for faith. Um, I mean, we've done loads of stuff for faith. We've, we've, you know, fasted and prayed and been to conferences and spoken the word and read the Bible and we've, we've uh, begged God and shouted at God and spoken in tongues to God and we've, we've. Uh, etc 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 because in our misunderstanding of faith we have thought that faith is something that we have to generate in order to impress God so that God will then do something so for example I'm gonna find enough faith to pray for Timon that Timon will get healed and if I have enough faith and if I do enough so maybe I'm gonna fast for a few days and maybe I'm going to uh, read my Bible and maybe I'm going to repent of all my sin so that then I will generate enough faith to impress God somehow and then then God will do it and that's why that's what we have thought faith was and, and faith is not that faith does not make God do anything so if I pray for Timon for healing and he gets healed God actually didn't do anything, if you understand me. Okay, so he's T1, he's sick, and I'm going to pray for him with faith. And uh, I 
Uh, in fact, I'm not going to pray for him. I'm going to heal him in the name of Jesus. So I come to him, lay hands on him and uh, be healed in the name of Jesus. And he gets healed. When did God heal him? You don't know. Good answer. Wise man. <laughs> okay. When you switch the switch on for the electricity, when was that electricity generated? Before, right? So you don't switch the switch on and the man in the fire station strikes the match, puts the light on the fire, starts the turbines running and then the electricity finally flows to it, it's the electricity is already there when you put the switch on you just receive what is actually there the electricity is already in the wire it's just you need to flick the switch so faith doesn't make god do anything which i think is really important because many of us think it does Why doesn't it make him do anything? Same as the electricity. Because he did it before. He did it before and he did it at the cross. So God's decision to heal, I mean, if you want to get clever, God's decision to heal was before the foundation of the earth, but the event that enabled us to be healed happened at the cross because we're after the cross. So if you decide in 10 minutes to take this, okay, one billion dollars, you will receive it in 10 minutes time. But actually I put it there before, right? It's always been there. I, I didn't I haven't chosen to give it you when you choose to receive it. I chose to give it you before. But you choose to receive it by faith, by getting up and picking it up. Whenever you choose to use that faith that you've got to receive what, what um, God has done. So this is how we used to think about faith. And this is not how faith works. Okay. So in the old days, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but you know, you have this kind of, they have it when they're trying to raise money and you have, you know, 10, 100, 1,000, 10,000. Okay, and they have this thing that they show you and they're trying to raise money and um, you know, you, you fill it up and then, wow, we've reached this target and you give more money and then you reach this target and at this target here, bingo, this is what you need. You need 10,000. And once you've got 10,000, you've, you've reached it. And many of us have believed that this is what faith is. So faith is this really difficult thing that you need to get in order to get God to do something. And we go through all of this stuff in order to get enough faith. And because we've thought of this concept of faith, most of us would say, I don't have enough faith. Because we know that our faith is kind of here, 
and we need 10,000 of faith. And, and so most Christians will say to you, but I just don't have enough faith. I, I wasn't, I, 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 something wrong with me, I, I didn't get enough, I'm not the one with enough faith, you need super duper faith, and um, if you really know your Bible, you will know that there is uh, one of the gifts of the Spirit, those nine gifts of the Spirit, is a gift of faith. So there's our biggest excuse, because I didn't get that gift, and uh, you know, it's only going to be, I don't know who the superstars of Christianity are, uh, you know, it's, it's only Bill Johnson who has that amount of faith, but we poor old us are down here. Now, if we're really desperate and we really need something, like we need some money or we need healing or we need something, we, we can try and top up this and, and we top it up by all of those things. So there's those things that we did to get faith or to improve our faith. Now, none of those things are wrong. Okay, I'm not saying any of them are wrong, but if you are doing them from a wrong understanding, then you will forever live disappointed in God because you will end up coming to God and saying, but God, I did this and you didn't do that. And as long as we're going to God saying, I did this, but you didn't do that, we're already not understanding what God has done because he's done it all already. Faith is important. And I, I think we have to add faith into the mix. And there are things you can do to improve your faith. But you're not improving your faith to get God to do something. You're not getting to this little level here where God is impressed. So God is not sitting in heaven like, oh, really, really, no, I don't think so. No, do better. Uh, really? You think you want me to heal you and you've only prayed for 10 minutes? No, no, no. That's not what God is doing. God is not, he's not waiting for us to reach this target of faith, okay? That's not how faith works, okay? So all of these things that we've done, fasting, praying, <coughs> reading, whatever, okay? In order for us to try and somehow hit this target once in a while, it, that's not what faith is. That's not how faith works. That's not what the Bible means about faith. So this is out, okay? I'm not, this is not faith. Faith doesn't make God do anything. Faith is what you do to take what he has already done. And it shifts, the, it shifts things because it... It makes relationship easier because faith can be such, has been such a hindrance because we've always thought God is there, I'm here, my faith bridges the gap between, between me and God and if I can just get enough faith to get to God or impress God or persuade God, then I'll get what I want, I'll get my healing, I'll get my whatever. Um, so what I'm trying to say to you is faith is really important because you receive the grace of God through faith. But faith is not what we have thought it was. So faith isn't this really difficult thing that makes us anxious and we worried that we haven't got enough and that we need more and that we need to do stuff in order to get faith and that we're disqualified because we haven't got faith. And that is not what faith is about. We do have an issue with faith 
Uh, and that is, I would say, we don't understand what it is. And there's really good news about faith, okay? And there's a bit of... No, it's all good news. Faith is all good news. So, back to Ephesians 2. So, Ephesians 2, 8 says, For by the grace of God you have been saved. It's everything that he has done. We didn't do it, and you have been saved through faith. So, there's something about having to take it. Uh, there's something about, I believe that, I'm going to take it. I'm going to live in the reality of that. Um, but then it says this little thing that says, and that, not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Okay, so for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that, not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. So what's the that? Can you understand the English grammar? Through faith, and that is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. What is the gift of God? Faith. Yeah. So faith, this is where the good news comes. Faith is a gift of God. So God is so amazing, not only does he, by grace, give us everything we need, and he says to us, you need to take it by faith, he gives us the faith. So we don't even have to work up our own faith. He gives us the faith that we need. And that faith is a gift of God. So really, it's win-win. We are win-win, which is why anybody who, as a Christian, we, we have a lot of a lot of sayings that sound very spiritual and we, we really sound spiritual or we think we sound spiritual when we say, oh, but I don't have enough faith. And um, there's certain scriptures that you can use to kind of say, oh, but poor old me, I don't have enough faith. Well, I think God is entirely fair and just. And if we need faith to receive his grace and he says he gives us that faith. I don't have any doubt that the faith he gives us to receive his grace is more than sufficient for all of us to receive what he has done. And the reason why people have got a bit confused about this is there's this scripture in Romans and um, Romans 12 verse 3. So Romans 12 starts off with, you know, I beseech you, brethren, trans be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then it says, verse 3, so Romans 12, verse 3, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, which means nobody should think that they are better than anybody else. But to think soberly, which means, um, well, to be sober is not to be drunk, okay? To, be, to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And we get a bit confused by this because first of all we think, oh, this is talking about the gift of faith. 
and therefore God has given to each one a measure of the gift of faith. But the faith you need for salvation and to receive the grace of God is not the gift of faith. It's not the spiritual gift of faith. Do you understand? There's gifts of, you know, there's gifts of healing, miracles, faith, uh, speaking tongues, interpretation of tongues. That's the gifts for, the minist for ministry, for ministering the love of God. This gift of faith is a faith that you need for salvation. And that's the gift that everybody is given. And the problem that we have with it is because, I'm not sure in the German translation, but in this English translation, it says, for to everyone is given a measure of faith. And we assume that that means that Timon got 100%, Marek got 60%, and I got 20%. Because I got a measure, and you got a measure, and you got a measure. And most of us presume that the measure that we got was just really small. And so, so we believe that our faith is kind of like that. Oh, I just received a small amount of faith, Romans 12, 3. Um, so, faith is a gift of God, and to each is given a measure. And I would say that measure, what does it say? We got it in German. No. <laughs> is it three? Romans 12. Yeah, it's quite a long verse. It's the last little bit of the verse. Yeah, so it's nearly the same measure. Tell me it says it's given the measure. I'd love it to say the measure. Does it say the measure? Or a measure? The measure. the measure. You see, I think what the translation should be is the measure. Because the whole verse is saying nobody can say that they're better than anybody else. Nobody can say, I'm, I can think more highly of me, myself, than of you. Because we've all been given the measure of faith. We've all been given the same amount. How much faith have you been given? And, and you've been given the amount. This is the amount you've been given and you've been given the same amount and everybody has been given the same amount. And it kind of stops us from making excuses because God is not a mean God. He's not the kind of God who is going to say, well, here's salvation and everything that I've done for you and I really want you to receive it all, but I'm only giving Timon enough faith to receive it. You guys, sorry. That's not that's not who God is. God is, is a God who, uh, he, he's fair. And the whole point of this verse is none of us can say we're better than anybody else because we've all been given the measure of faith. So it's really good news. It's good news that none of us have a problem with our faith. Don't know if you believe it or not, but none of us. I'm sure you're thinking that's not true, but it is true.
So none of us have a problem with our faith. We do have a problem, but it is not a problem with our faith. And why? God has given us the faith that we need to receive his grace, which is salvation. So our salvation has, the grace of God has, has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So God's grace has given us all things. So if we need faith to receive all things and God has given us that faith to receive his grace, then we all have enough faith to receive all things. Uh, we've been given the measure of faith. We have enough to receive the grace of God. So none of us have a problem with our faith. Okay, I'm going to add to that because there's another kind of few mistranslations in the English Bible. And so, uh, there's even better news than this. So let's have a look at a, another few verses. You might want to look at the German if you have it because I think the German translation is a bit better than this English one. I know what to say. Okay, there's this really famous scripture that we use a lot and uh, it's Galatians 2.20 and Paul is saying, for it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me and the life that I now live, I live by what? And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. What does the German say? Do you have it? Galatians 2.20 Galatians 2.20, I live by faith. It says, I live by faith, something, the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Okay, yeah. My, my translation says, live by faith in the Son of God. And so we've, we've kind of, we've had this idea that our, our whole life depends on our faith. So I'm, I'm having faith in the Son of God. So if I've got faith today, things are going to go well. If I've not got faith today, then things are not going to go well. And the correct translation of this, or a more accurate translation, should be, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith, the faith of the Son of God. So, the faith of the Son of God. So, the faith of the Son of God. And if you look a bit earlier, it says... Uh, so we're still in Galatians 2 verse 16. It says, knowing that a man is not justified, not made right by works of the law, but by faith of Jesus, in Jesus Christ 
that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. And again, this is one of those times when that, that in, that little word in, is not really a good translation. And it is a much more accurate translation to say, knowing that man is not justified by the works of the law, but by f the faith of Christ Jesus. Even we have believed in, by faith in Jesus, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by the faith, by the faith of Christ and not by works of the law. So basically what it's saying is that the faith that we receive from God is the faith of God. It is Jesus' faith that we receive. So it is his faith. It's his faith. It's not our faith that we are given. It is his faith. I mean, he is at union with us and he has given us his faith. And so the faith that we have to receive the grace of God is his faith. That's really good news because his faith worked really well. And uh, there were very few times that his faith didn't, didn't work well. Um, there was, he went to his hometown and could do few mighty miracles because of their unbelief, but he healed a few sick. Well, I think that's pretty good going. If you're struggling with your faith, and you can't do very much, all you can do is heal a few sick. Well, I think that's pretty good. So, um, uh, the King, this is New King James Version that I'm reading. The King James Version, if you think I'm just making it up, says, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So, the earlier translations say, by the faith of the Son of God. So, um, Acts 3.16, um, this is the, the story of when they healed the um, man at the gate of the temple, the, the uh, lame man, and it says, um, they're talking about the fact that they managed to heal him through the name of Jesus. So Peter is saying, and his name, so that's Jesus' name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith that comes through him. So Peter is saying, it's the faith that comes from it through him. It's his faith. The faith that comes through him has given him this healing. Okay. So Peter is recognizing, we're using faith in the name of Jesus, and he was healed. But, th but this faith comes through him. It's from him. We're using a faith that comes from, from him. Um, there's quite a number of other, other scriptures um, which, if you read it in those terms, it, it kind of puts things into context. But anyway, that's, that's enough. What's... Just have a look at this one. Okay, Philippians 3, uh, Paul is speaking and he says, um, 
from verse 8. He says, Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them rubbish that I may gain Christ. And then he says, And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. My translation says faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith. But it's much better translated, which is through the faith of Christ. Okay. If you don't believe me, do a bit of reading and research. Look at some other translations. But it's really clear um, that we have really misunderstood this for years because we've been trying to get faith in Christ. So it's all about my ability to produce my faith in Christ. And the really good news is that faith is a gift of God. We've each been given the measure of faith. So that measure of faith is more than enough. And the faith, the measure of faith that we're given is the faith of Jesus, which is really more than enough. We receive his faith. And so this is good news this morning. It is really, really good news. And if you can believe it, and if you can persuade yourself that that is the truth, then it shifts a lot of things. It shifts a lot of nonsense that we talk as Christians. So, oh, I didn't have enough faith. Oh, I've really, I've really got faith, but God didn't do it. Uh, I've got faith for healing, but God didn't heal me. I've got faith for uh, this, but God didn't do it. And, and as long as you're saying that, you're not actually understanding what, what is faith and what is grace. And unfortunately, I think for many of us, we, we have to stop blaming God and start blaming, if you want to use that word, ourselves. Now, I don't mean blaming ourselves. I don't mean that we start, you know, feeling bad about ourselves. But we, we have to repent. We have to change the way we think. And if something isn't working, then if, if we are doing something that isn't working, so say, for example, we're praying for the sick to be healed and none of them gets healed. We've got two choices. Well, two or three choices. Two big choices. Number one, blame God. And that's what Christians do. They blame God. Oh, well, God didn't do it. God didn't heal me. God didn't this. God didn't that. So we can blame God. And I think many of us have spent a lot of time blaming God. But I think the truth is God has done it all. It is finished. It is settled. He has healed us on the cross. He has forgiven us on the cross. He has chosen salvation and freedom for us on the cross. I don't believe God withholds his salvation from any of us. I don't believe God sits in heaven waiting for something to happen that we impress him with our faith and that God decides, oh great, they've finally, uh, you know, they've finally done enough, they've finally prayed enough, they've finally been enough, they've and I'm so impressed now, I'm going to reward you with a healing. That, that's not what our life is about. Our life is the grace of God has been given to all men. 
it's there available for us all. The billion dollars is here, but we need to receive it by faith. So if we are praying for hundreds of sick people and nobody gets healed, well, you can blame God, that's fine. Um, blaming God is a dead end, to be honest. You're not going to get very far blaming God because it's the end of the road. God is not going to change uh, because he's, he's without sin and he's unchangeable. So the only problem with blaming God is you've really come to the end of it. So we then have to look at what, what is our, what's our issue? Okay, I'm not talking about my personal issue, although I do have to look at myself as well. Ours meaning my personal, ours together, me and the person who I'm praying for, the whole church. I mean, we have to look at what, what, is, our, what is our problem. And many of us have come to the conclusion, well, okay, we're not going to blame God, so it's my faith. My faith is failing. My faith isn't enough. Whatever. And I don't think we can say that. I don't think that is a reasonable thing to say. We do have a problem, okay? I confess everybody that I pray for is not healed yet. Um, and there's lots of reasons for that. And we will talk about lo those reasons. But what I want to try and persuade you is it's never an issue with faith. And that's why I'm very happy to say to you, it's by faith that we are saved. It's by grace we are saved through faith. We need faith. If you don't ever pick up that billion dollars, you're never going to receive the money. No matter how much I've given it you, no matter how much I love you, no matter how much I'm showing you what I've given you, if you don't pick it up, you won't receive it. But the good news is, faith is a gift of God. We've each been given a measure. None of us have not been given a measure and none of us have been given too little. And the really good news is the faith that we are given is the faith of the Son of God, which is great. It's, that's an amazing faith and we can live by this amazing faith. So what I want to do, we'll have a little break, but what I want to do next is talk about what is the problem. So what is the problem? It's not God. I don't think it's God. It's not faith. <laughs> Demons. <laughs> well, we do have a problem. to be continued. Thank you for listening to the Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.